Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Say, this is my Bible. I believe what my Bible says. I am what my Bible says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I have what it says I have. This is my Bible. I prefer this book to Ghanaian Chronicle, to Daily Times, Daily Graphic. I prefer this book to Mills and Boone. This is my Bible. Today I will be taught from this Bible. I am ready to receive. Say, I am ready to receive. I am alert. I am awake. I am ready to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Turn your Bible to James chapter 5. We are going to continue with the James series in the second service. All the services flowing along the Spirit as the Lord is leading us. In James chapter 5, we are going to pick up a new series. I'm beginning today. And we are going to be sharing some important things. I've been preaching from the book of James for some years now. And uh, the book of James is a very good book. It gives a panoramic view of lots of things. Some of you don't know the meaning of the word panorama. Panorama means a broad overview. Amen. So panorama is another word for the book of James. Hallelujah. Now, we have... Let's read from James chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early and the latter rain. Amen. I remember from here we picked up and we began to share about four phases of life in, and ministry and so on. Verse 8, Be also patient, establish your hearts, Remember, we also talked about establishing your heart at one point, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not against one against another. Remember, we talked about grudges, family grudges, church grudges, political grudges, and so on. Verse 10, take heed, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. And I remember from that point, we launched off into Jeremiah. We learned some things about Jeremiah and about backsliding. Can you remember? Hallelujah. And we move on, verse 11. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is leading me to begin to teach. Let's read from verse 11 again. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job. Say the patience of Job. Say it again. Say it one more time. One more time. Hallelujah. I'm going to begin today, I will continue by God's grace, talking about or sharing about, we will begin to share with you about the patience of Job. Amen. Can I have another amen? Now, patience is a name and I'm not talking about the lady who is called patience. I am talking about the virtue or the fruit of the spirit that is called 
patience. Now, even in the dictionary, when I check from the dictionary, one of the interpretations or meanings of the word patience was, or the little sentences or phrases associated with patience, they wrote the patience of Job. Amen. Job was a man who had a lot of patience. Now, the Oxford Dictionary meaning of the word patience is the ability to accept delay. Amen. The ability to accept delay. Number one. Number two, annoyance. The ability to accept annoyance. Things that will annoy you. And number three, the ability to accept suffering without complaining. That is the Oxford Advanced Learner's Dictionary definition of patience. The ability to accept delay, annoyance, or suffering without complaining. Amen. And I think it's a very good definition of patience. Hallelujah. The ability to accept delay, annoyance, and suffering without complaining. Amen. The reason why he says without complaining is because when you start complaining, you cancel all your patience waiting. Amen. Can I have another amen? Amen. Now, I want to say something. That most of the blessings in life that we want or that we are after, and all of us are looking for the goodness of God, can be acquired through patience. Let us look at Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. If we read from verse 12, it says, Be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. Have you found Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12? Underline it in your Bible. I want everybody to look. That, that can be our memory verse for today. That is a B part. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 36, another very important verse on patience. I want you to underline it also. So turn in your Bible to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. It says, But you have need of patience, so that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Can I have an amen? Can I have another amen? Now, I want to tell you something that is a bit surprising. Do you know that 80% or 70 to 80% of illnesses and sicknesses will resolve on their own? That means, when I say resolve, it means that it will heal on its own without any treatment. Did you know that? Most sicknesses, majority of sicknesses will on their own heal themselves without you going to the doctor, without any medical intervention. Did you know that? You didn't know that. It's not everything you know. Amen. Hallelujah. Surprisingly, many sicknesses, most sicknesses, a large amount of number of sicknesses on their own without any, I mean, without any intervention by the doctor, they resolve on their own. Take a sickness like malaria, for, for instance. Without malaria medicine like chloroquine or camoquine, many malarias will resolve. You will suffer. You will be having fever, headache, whatnot, lying in bed for some time. But after, that is if you don't die, <laughs> you, you will recover. Amen. And you are not likely to get this malaria attack 
for a very long time because your immunity will have really risen. And many malarias will resolve on their own. Sore throats, infections, ulcers, sores, cuts. If you cut somebody's cut, you see the reason why sometimes they stitch it so that it doesn't become an ugly scar. They sometimes stitch it so that it becomes a nice, neat line. Otherwise, it can become a very ugly scar. That is one of the reasons why they, they stitch when you go to the hospital. But most, many sicknesses will resolve on that. People who are giving birth and the baby is not coming. Most of the babies will come. But with time. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may die, but you may also not die. Hallelujah. So it, it's surprising that sometimes we, we feel that we must intervene and do something for there to be a result. The doctor who told me was my boss when I was working one time on uh, the obstetric and gynecology ward of Kolebu Teaching Hospital. It was my boss who told me this. He said to me, you know, he's a specialist or training to be a specialist. And he said, oh, 80%, all these things, they'll, they'll resolve on their own. If you don't intervene, you don't do anything, most of them will just resolve on their own, 80% of them. Now, in life, I'm saying all that to say something. In life, many of the things that we really want and that we want God to bring to us would come our way if we are able to be patient and just wait for it to come. But most of us human beings are not prepared to wait. In fact, I'll say that almost all of us are not prepared to wait for what God will do and what God will give us. We don't, I mean, waiting, you see, that's what the, the definition of the word patient is the ability to accept delay. And not only delay, annoyance and suffering without complaining. Now, the inability to just sit and wait and to be patient for the promises of God to come to pass in our lives is what is robbing a lot of us from the great things that God will give to us and that God wants to give to us. The inability to just wait for it to come. We have to do something. We have to get in. If you go to a good doctor, and you see a doctor is a, a good doctor who is a surgeon. A good doctor doesn't want to operate. He would rather try not to operate. Because when you operate, there are complications. When you operate, there are problems. Problems come after the operation. It's not a normal thing to cut somebody and take something out and close the person back. It's not a normal thing. A good doctor would like to wait. And a good doctor will say, I have to operate. I've tried. I would have liked to, but it's wise for us to operate. But many wise doctors, wise surgeons will say, I would prefer not to cut. In fact, in, in medicine generally, we prefer to avoid operation. There are people who have been put to sleep. They don't wake up. When they sleep, when the person is going to sleep, you say, oh, where you am from, why? Emma Shri, how, why? Where you am from, why? Humi, mommy, why? You just breathe, breathe. Humi, mommy, why? Where you am from, why? Emma Shri, how, why? Where you am from, why? Then you'll be breathing, you'll be breathing, then you are gone. And then you don't wake up again. Where you am from, huh? <laughs> and, and, and so people, there are people who sleep and they don't wake up. Amen. So a good doctor is not in a hurry to intervene in the situation, he, he, if the thing has a natural and safer course, he would like to go by that means. Hallelujah. And in life, if we are to just obey God, we are just to serve the Lord. We are just to obey God and do what he says. And then add to all that we are doing, patience. 
That is the ability to accept the delay. You see? And even when we talk about delay, I will call it delay in the human sense. Because as far as we are concerned, things should happen this year. But as far as God is concerned, it may not be this year at all. But it is in our mind that 96 has come and 97 is coming. Hey, hey, Lord, if you don't bless me by 96, in fact, if you don't bless me by 96, it's going to be a problem, Lord. Because 96, Lord, I remember 93, I was praying about the same thing. Oh, Lord, 94, I remember, oh, Lord. 95, Lord, now we're 96, and 97 is coming, oh, Lord. If you don't come, oh, Lord. And, and, and then we go and do something. We go and do something, and we spoil everything that God has for us. A good example is Abraham. God said, I'll give you a child. Just stay in your house with your wife. Commit love regularly with her. A baby will come. After 11 years, Abraham went to do something else. After some time, Abraham went to get his maid. And he has poured the whole blessing. That would have come. Because the Bible says that Ezekiel chapter 12 verse 25 says, I am the Lord and I will speak. And that which I will speak shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Whatever God has said, he will do it. Psalm 89 verse 34 he said, my covenant will I not change, neither will I alter the thing that is come out of my mouth. God is not a man. Hallelujah. That's the message in Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. He is not a man that he should lie. Amen. God is not a man. He is God that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should change his mind or repent. Has I not said and will I not do it? Have I not spoken? Will I not bring it to pass? Hallelujah. So when God says I will do, he will do. Amos chapter 3 verse 12 says that prepare to meet your God. He said, thus will I do unto you. In Amos chapter 3 verse 12, he said, thus will I do unto you. And because I will do this unto you, prepare. What God has said, he will do. And there's nothing we can change about it. So when God says that he has blessed us, you see, if you read the Bible, you will find out that all through the word of God, the Bible is telling us that God has blessed us. Even, it's not even that God is trying to bless us. God has blessed us. God has blessed us. My sister, you see, when I look at you, then you'll be looking at the flowers. God has blessed us. Amen. He has blessed us. The Bible says we are, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Already. That means that if we wait long enough, we are likely to receive those blessings. But if we can't wait, that means if we don't have patience, we are likely to miss out on the goodness and on the blessings of Almighty God. Amen. And that is why the Bible tells us and encourages us to look at the patience of Job. Let's turn our Bible to the book of Job. Today I'm just introducing the subject and I'm going to continue by the grace of God. I believe I'll be right back here to continue. And we are going to learn a lot of blessings and what do you call it from this particular series. Hallelujah. God is going to bless us. He has already blessed us. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. I said amen. amen. I said amen. amen. God has blessed us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. amen. Now, have you found the book of Job? Now, keep your hand at the book of Job and come to 2 Peter chapter 1. I just want to emphasize the point that I was making. Just keep your, if you have a Bible marker, just mark the book of Job. We'll come right back there, and we are going to pick up from the prophet Job. Hallelujah. It says in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. 
according as his divine power is trying to give us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. I can't hear you. According as his divine power is going to give us all things. According as his divine power has given unto us. Has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us. Hallelujah. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these same promises you might be partakers of the divine nature. Let's read verse 3 again. It says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. What, what things pertain to life? What things pertain to life? There's life and there's godliness. Amen. What are the things that pertain to life? Teku, food. Number one. Number two, clothing. Number three. Oh, you are behaving like UNHCR. Okay, shelter. And then what again? Yes? A wife. Education. Health. Yes? Teku. Prosperity. They pertain to life. I'm not talking about godliness. When we come to godliness, we say godliness one. Say the, the life ones. Amen. Teku. What about a wife? A wife. What else? Children. Cars. What does the Bible say? God is trying to give it to us. The Bible says that God is going to give it to us in the sweet by and by. We shall understand it better by and by. What is the Bible saying? God will give it to us all things being equal. The Bible is saying that God will give it to us if we are good. The Bible is saying that God has promised in his word that one day by all means, he is going to give it to us if we can obey him and seek his face. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? He has given it unto us. He has given so that, I mean, that's why I'm telling you that most of the diseases will resolve on their own. The disease of a lack of car. The disease of a lack of a wife or lack of a husband. I mean, it is in the Bible that he has already given all these things unto us. So what I'm trying to point out to you is that most of these problems will resolve on their own without your intervention. Just faith and patience. Those things will come to you. Just faith and patience. That's why the Bible says you have need of patience. Hebrews 10, 36. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Many people don't receive, not because they don't have faith, not because they don't come to church, not because they are not wild in the Lord, not because they are not paying their tithes and their offering. They don't have the patience that they need to have. You know, in my short life, and the short time that I've been a pastor, you see, when I'm a pastor, I look at the congregation, so I see people. I have not yet seen people that have not served the Lord patiently, and being blessed, even the impossible ones. Sometimes, you know, as a doctor or a teacher, a doctor, you see a case, and you know, this one is a hard case. How, how many understand what I'm talking about? Sometimes as a teacher, you know, this boy in my, in my class is a problem. It's unfortunate, but when we try to make him understand 4x minus 3 is equal to 2x times 4 plus 3, he can't understand it. You know that this one is difficult. But in my short experience as a pastor, looking after the sheep that God has given to me, I'm telling you the truth from my heart. I have not yet seen the Lord forsaking his own. Especially with the passage of time, I have been able to lift up my hand and say, God, this one, I must say that you are good and your mercies endure forever. Hallelujah. So all that I'm trying to say is that with the passage of time, if the people of God can accept what the world calls delay, that's what the Oxford Dictionary said. 
But I believe that it's what, what the word of God would call God's timing. If the people of God can accept annoyance, because whilst you are waiting for the will of God, things will annoy you. If you do not have a husband, and you are believing God for a husband, the pe- people will ask you, when are you going to marry? People will say to you, when are you going to marry? Tell you how. But you not go marry. Everybody marry where you not go marry. Tell you how. You will be the maid of honor, and when you are the maid of honor, people will tell you that, ah, it is your turn now. You have chopped maid of honor, you've chopped maid of you have attended people's wedding. What about your own? Maybe your husband is an unbeliever. Whilst you are praying for him, annoyance galore. He will annoy you and annoy you and annoy you and annoy you. You are praying for breakthrough in, 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 in various things. Whilst you are waiting for the hand of God to come your way, a lot of things will come to annoy you. And then suffering. There's a lot of suffering that will go on between the time that you believe the word of God and the time that you experience God's hand on your life. But people don't want to wait. No. The majority of us want our own way. Hallelujah. And that is why I'm beginning to teach you about the patience of Job. Because I can point to you 12 different things that Job experienced because he had patience. Amen. Amen. I mean, you know the story of Job. I mean, we don't have to go so much and read the whole story of Job. You know, Job was a rich man. He had some problems. The, the house, his house got burned down. All his servants were killed. All his children were killed. He lost everything. And his wife, you see, his wife, I said, God give us wise wives. Job's wife is one of the foolish wives you have in the Bible. When Job lost everything, I'm not talking about wives today, but Job's wife told him, not Job's friend, always we hear of Job's friends, Eliphaz, Topaz, and Bildad, these three guys. But we never hear of Job's wife. But Job's wife, the one sentence that you have of Job's wife in the Bible it's a foolish sentence. She said to him, curse God and die. God has forsaken you. Curse God and die. And Job replied unto her and said, thou dost speak as one of the foolish women. Go and read your Bible and see. You are speaking as one of the foolish women. How should I curse God and die? God give us wise wives. God give us wives that give good advice. Not wives that destroy men. Destroy leaders. And destroy people that are set in high authority. Many things that people do, they are influenced by their wives to do them. Many, many, many things. Some time ago, I, I didn't know that. But I've come to see that people are influenced. You are always influenced by the person that is near you. But we are not talking about wives. One day we'll talk about wives. The Bible tells us that Job had all these problems. But at the end of his life, when he, was, he waited for the promise of God, he experienced so many things. Let's look at Job. In fact, instead of reading the whole story of Job, let's just look at the very end of Job and see how his life was at the end. That that would be a better thing than reading. Look at Job, the end, the last chapter, whether it's chapter 70 or whatever. It's chapter 42, but you, if it's chapter 70 in your Bible, find it. Hallelujah. Job chapter 42, and let's read from the one. Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholding from thee. Who is he? Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. I will obey you. I will obey you. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, I will speak. I will demand of thee. All right? Verse 7. And it was so, after that the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends. These are the people who were advising Job. Thank God for good friends. For you have not spoken of me 
the thing that is right as my servant Job had. Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept. Sometimes you need a righteous person to pray for you. Hallelujah. But the guy said, you don't pray. Ask him to pray. When he prays, I will hear. If you talk, I won't mind you. If you ask him to talk and he talks, I will mind him. Amen. That is why we need to pray. I want to make a comment here. People who are saved and all your brothers and sisters are not saved is because you are not praying. I see that in certain families, you, you are saved. But your brothers and sisters, your family, your husband, your wife, your children, they are not saved. It's because you are not praying the way you ought to pray. Because God will hear your prayer. Bible tells us that you will be saved with you and your household. I can give you person after person in the Bible who was saved with his household. There's no point in going to heaven when you and your friends don't go to heaven, your relatives don't go to heaven, your family doesn't go to heaven. What is the point? Once you are in heaven, you'll be thinking about them perishing in hell. When I was in medical school, that was one of the sad things about the exam. When I passed, some of my friends will not pass. And you cannot be so happy. Every single exam I did, a close friend, always you find out this person didn't make it. This person didn't make it. We made it, but this person did Although you are happy, you are sad. It's not enough to just go to heaven. What about your mother? What about your father? What about your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your children? Do not bring children into this world and let them go to hell. Come on. People who are saved, only you, you are the only one saved. Nobody else is saved. You are not doing something right. If you pray in a certain way, the mercy of God will spread out and bless them and they will all be saved. Pray and God will hear your prayer. Let's move on. So Eliphaz, verse 9, the Timonite builder and Zophar, the Nehemathamite went around and did according as the Lord and the Lord also accepted Job. And verse 10, and the Lord turned the prayer so the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Amen. Is that not a promotion? Are we not looking for promotion and increase? Is that not increase? Are we not looking for increase? Yeah. There was a time in Job's life that he had a certain amount and God doubled it at a certain point. Increase. Increase is one of the things that Job had as a result of patience. Amen. And let's read on. I'm going to show you 12 different things that Job had as a result of patience. And so, that verse 11. Then came there unto him all his brethren and his sisters and all they that had been of his acquaintance before and did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money and every one a earring of gold. And so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels. Camels who? Not 6,000 ants or 6,000 afflictions or 6,000 flies. 6,000 camels. Hallelujah. Can you imagine where 6,000 camels will fit? I mean, can you imagine 6,000 camels? Even 6,000 human beings. 6,000 camels. Amen. And 1,000 yoke of oxen and 1,000 she asses. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. He called the name of the first one Jemima. And the name of the second, Kezia, which is the name of Pastor Jacob's wife. And the name of the third, Keren Hapuk. And in all the land, there were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. Hallelujah. And after this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons. Oh, hallelujah. Even four generations. And so Job died being old and full of age. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Job was able to wait, Job had increased. All that he had became more. He had relatives. Number two, amen. People, you see, if you are not patient, you won't have any relative by the end of life. Because you will quarrel with all of them, amen. This person has done, this person has done, this person has done. But Job had more relatives at the end of his life. He had more children. If you are able to wait, God will give you a child. I said, God will give you a child. Receive it in your spirit. God will give you a child. The Bible says that the, the fruit of the womb is the Lord's reward. Hallelujah. God will reward you and bless you with a child. Have patience. Have patience. Don't do something that you shouldn't do. Amen. Don't do it. Don't do it. Tell me someone say, don't do it. Be patient. Hallelujah. Another thing that he had was he had more friends. In life, we all want friends. Amen. Bible says that he had more. All his friends came back. Because when you are a poor man, everybody forsakes you. Bible says that a poor man, even his neighbor is far away from him. When you are a poor man and, and you are calling your neighbor, you shout, you shout, Kojo, Jojo, they will never hear. You shout, Fifi, Fifi, you are sleeping. They will come and knock at the gate and call you and say, Fifi, Fifi, oh, it's just your neighbor that is calling. Tell him that I'm sleeping. And your child will come and tell him, he says I should tell you that he's sleeping. <laughs> and you know that there's nothing you can do. Bible says that a neighbor, a poor man, his neighbor is far. Far. Because nobody wants to know. That is why Rollins has got a lot of friends. Rollins is somebody who at a certain point in time probably did not have a lot of friends. But today when you watch the television, everybody says, Thank you very much. We thank you for the road. We thank you for the bridges. We thank you. That is today. Some time ago when he was a poor flight lieutenant struggling in the Ghana Armed Forces. He didn't have all the, when he goes somewhere, nobody says, <laughs> even maybe the Yokogari seller will say, no, pay now, no credits. When you are a poor man, your neighbor is far, even the Yokogari seller who's, who makes the thing in your house, she's far away from you. I know a certain brother who was, I mean, his job was that he will wait and when the rice when the rice seller in the evening is going home and she has not been able to sell all the rice, then, you know, she will, she will let him eat some and she will carry the pans and everything to the house because he was a poor man. Hallelujah. So Job had a lot of friends. Amen. How many want to have friends? It's nice to have friends. Eh? You don't know that it's nice to have friends. Some of you don't know. You are young. That's why you don't know. A friend in need is a friend indeed. It's not in the Bible, but it's true. Not everything that is not in the Bible is, is not true. God, there are times that it is your friend whom God has given you. Jesus told the disciples, I no longer call you servants, you are my friends. As a master does not tell his servants what he's doing. If a master is traveling, you may not tell his servant that I'm traveling or I'm going here and I'll come at five o'clock. Rather, you don't want your servant to know when you will come so that you can catch him if he's doing evil. So Jesus said that I, I, a servant is a servant because I don't tell him, but you I'm telling you, you are my friend. Amen. Another thing that Job had was he had a lot of wealth. Amen. How many want wealth? Wealth. You want it? Can you wait for it? Can you wait? Often we cannot wait. I will come back to the wealth. Remind me, I want to come back to that point of wealth. He had a lot of servants after that. Servants. Some of us have served uh, and God is saying that if you can wait, I will give you servants. Amen. So that when you do like this, somebody will run. When you blow... In, my, my, next door, my next door neighbor, when I was staying at Osu, my next door neighbor, I used to hear, it is somebody's name. Papani. 
God will give you servants. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Tell me somebody, say, if you can wait, God will give you servants. Bible says God gave him twice as much. He had so many servants. And in fact, one of the cases that happened to Job, one of the, the cases that happened to Job was that all his servants were killed. That was one of the cases that all his servants were killed. And one of the blessings was that God restored all that back. Amen. God will give you children. God will give you friends, relatives, servants, and children. After that, God will give you wealth. And then God will give you health. Health. So that you will be healthy, you will not be sick. If you can wait. Bible said, learn from the patience of Job. You will be well. Amen. Oh, I said amen. And then God will give you peace. Somebody said, brother, if only you can sell me peace, I would like to buy. I would like to buy peace. Peace of mind. He said, he said, he said to this man, he said to the pastor, he said, do you know how many houses I have? He said, you know how many cars I have? You know how many houses I have? If you can still have peace, I will pay anything. That's what this man said. A very wealthy man. You know what I have. You know how many houses, cars, whatever. You can show me how to have peace. To buy peace. God gave him. Bible says his friends came and comforted him. When people are comforting, he said, oh, don't worry. The Lord is with you. Peace. Amen. The first time Job was not, had no peace, he was always afraid that he was going to lose. Bible says he feared. He said, what I fear greatly has now after that. He, amen. Say wealth. Health. Peace. Another thing that God gave him was long life. Long life is a blessing from God. Long life is a blessing. If you go to the cemetery, let's take Osu Cemetery. You will see somebody born 1955, died 1985. How, how old is that? Born 1961, died 1991. How old is that? Born 1957, died 1967. How old is that? Born 1945. Died 1979. How old is that? <laughs> How old is that? Huh? 34. And if you go to some other graves, you see, born 1931. Died 1991. How old is that? You see another grave. Born 1927. Died 1993. How old is that? Huh? I can't hear you. 66. Born 1921. Died 1994. 70. 73. is a blessing. Just walking among the cemetery, you see the different people. Those who were blessed like Job. Those who were not blessed. Those who went early and those who went late. Apart from even living, some people, they are 50. Bible says he saw his son and he saw his son's sons. That means that he attended all his children's weddings. He attended his children's wedding. He saw every one of his children married, including Kezia, Karen Hapuk. And Jemima, he walked down the aisle and he gave away. Not every father is privileged to give away his daughter. Not every father. There are people who are going to give away their daughters and they die just before they do that. But Job, he was patient. Hallelujah. And he saw all. You see, excuse me. Let me tell you, a lot of things you can't buy. Amen. You can't buy. But Job saw. He had long life. Amen. Then the next thing that he had was justice. Everybody say justice. Justice was done because he, you see, justice, another one is vindication and deliverance. Amen. And blessing and promotion and increase. You can go on and on and on and on. Because as he was suffering, people were telling Job that you are suffering because you are a bad man. All his friends, Topaz, Eliphaz, and Bildad, they were telling him that this bad thing that is happening, it will not happen to you if you are not a bad person. Something is wrong somewhere. They told him, they told him, you must be evil. A lot of people thought, ah, at last, some evil, maybe this man, you know, people who are rich, they have a lot of sayings about them. He has a sore on his back which never heals. 
and there's a lizard which comes to lick the store every night. There are some people who say that the richness, you are not allowed to buy a house. I heard that about one of the rich men in Ghana. He's not allowed to buy, he can only rent houses. A, 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 certain, man, a certain man was also telling us about how his, he, was, he was going to be blessed. And he said that um, uh, the, the, this was the blessing that he would take a chicken, you understand, and remove all the feathers from the chicken. And after removing all the feathers from the chicken, they'll put an amulet around the chicken's neck and keep the chicken in a room for seven days without food or water. After coming out, after seven days, he told them, the, the man told them, this is, the, this is how we are going to do the medicine. He said that after seven days, we are going to take the chicken which has not eaten for seven days and bring it out of the room. And you are going to put your hand in, you are going to prepare a fire, a bonfire outside the room. And then you are going to take grains of corn with your hand. As much as you can take with, your, with one hand. And you are going to pour it out on the ground. And the chicken which has not eaten for seven days. Which have removed all, all the feathers from it. With the amulet around its neck. Will come and eat the grains that are on the floor. And the grains which are left. That is the number of years that you will live. After you have made the riches. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? The, the remaining corn, that is your years, that you'll be very rich, but that is the remaining years that you have. People have a lot of stories about rich people, hallelujah. <laughs> people cannot wait to be rich. But God, said, people were saying that you, that is the juju that you did. You went to get a chicken, you took off all the feathers, you put the amulet around the neck, you kept it in the room for seven days. But Job said, I haven't done anything like that. People were talking. And that day came and God delivered Job. Amen. And everybody saw that indeed Job was a right man. If you can wait long enough, you'll be vindicated. Amen. But if you can't wait, you want to defend yourself, you can't be vindicated. But God will vindicate you. The Lord, Holy Spirit is telling me to show you something. Proverbs chapter 28. I don't want to disobey God. Turn your Bible there, please. If I don't obey God, I don't know what will happen to me. Proverbs chapter 28. We have to be ending. I'm just introducing the subject. We are going to spend time on this because I believe that most Christians will be blessed by the end of their time. Amen. But we have to be able to wait and endure whatever we have to endure. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 19. It says that he that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. But he that chaseth or followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. The NIV says that he that chases fantasy. There are two types of businessmen that I have seen since I became a Christian. Those that follow fantasies and those that have little in their hand and are working and are making a lot of money. People who are saying, if I do this and I do and I sell this, I will make this. If I do this and I make that and I get this loan and I move there, I will get that. Those are the people who are following fantasies. Up to today, I have not seen any of them doing well. But there's another type which has got a small ground in front of them who decide to use what they have. And I've seen them rising up and prospering. Verse 20. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. But he, that is a faithful man, somebody who is patient. But he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. And verse 22. He that hasteth to be rich has an evil eye and considereth not that poverty, rather poverty shall come upon him. I want you to understand something, church. That God has already said that he will give us these things. But if you are in a hurry for it, and I'm telling you, God is not in a hurry. Do you know, I used to be in a hurry to get this church finished, but now, the Lord has ministered to my heart not to be too much in a hurry. Of course, we want it to be completed. But gradually, as we have the money, as we are able, 
we'll finish the building. We see, you see the aisle and various things that are not completed. But we are taking our time. Amen. And I read, you know, Yongicho, that he, he used seven years or nine years or whatever to build his first church. And I said, ah, then we are not doing badly at all. Because we have been in this for how, since we moved here in 1993, we came here. Amen. In March. So March or April, Easter this year is going to be three years since we moved here, since we came in today. Three years, I believe we've done a lot. This church has done, we have, we have gone so far. We have a church building here. We have been able to acquire this land over here from the government. This land, as you see on the left side, is all for us. Soon these walls will be down. You can see the project has begun. Across the road there, that huge tract of land there is for us. We are going to build on it. Our office block is also going to be built. We have a church building in Teshi, a church building in Mataeko that we have bought a church building in Kumasi. We have other buildings and properties that we have acquired. I'm not in a hurry. Hallelujah. God has blessed us. Amen. We'll take our time and re arrive at where God wants us to arrive at. Hallelujah. And I've come to see that if you take your time, but if you want to rush to be somewhere, you see, some people are impressed with flashy things. There are some people, there are some church members who advise me to drive a Benz. When the time comes for me to drive a Benz, when I sit in the Benz, you will know that it's not too early. At this present stage, I personally believe that it's not right. Not that it's not right, but it's not my time. It's out of step for me to drive in a basic. Not that we can't afford it. Ah! If we are building 72 million, can we not afford? We can afford a brand new one. Brand new. With airbags and an aeroplane attachment to fly and all sorts of things. But I'm not in a hurry. Amen. I'm not in a hurry at all. I tell you, when you want to force yourself to be, some people, it's not time for you to own a car. You're forcing yourself to buy an old jalopy. When you, the, the problems that the car is giving you, and it, the problem that it will give you, just so that you can say that I, I have a car. And then after church, you want everybody to go because your car, you have to push it. So you just be saying you are doing something, you are seeing the passes. You are not seeing the passes. You are waiting for people to go so that you can push your car. You are forcing yourself to be where you are not. It's not time for you to take dropping. I mean, I've seen people use so much money to charter cars, hire cars, cars will be waiting. Out. You wonder, I mean, wonder how much money do you have? You see Christians who cannot sit in, 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 in a trotter. I remember one day I was, trying, I was flying that very night. I sat in a trotter and I met one of our church members in Geneva, sister. And I sat by, I said, oh, how, how is it? He said, oh, I'm, I'm going tonight, yes. This and that, and I was going to the trotter. The trotter stopped everywhere. Hey, there's someone, this, I sat in the trotter. And in fact, I made a mistake because it delayed me. I almost missed my flight. <laughs> I think she even paid my, she paid the, the trotter for me. Hallelujah. I mean, there's some people who feel so good and so big. And what are you? And what do you have? I mean, come on. Ah, I mean, you are a student. When I was a student and I was in Europe, and I used to travel by, by lift. I would get, I would sleep in articulated tracks. I would sleep from London to, to Switzerland. Sleeping on the road and so on. I mean, what is the big deal? What, what, is, what, is, what is wrong with that? I see some people that, some big executive, and they are, they are coming, you know. Hey, you, are, you are nothing. You see them holding the briefcase. There is nothing in the briefcase. Leave the briefcase at home. Come on. <laughs> You see, they have printed complimentary card. The complimentary card is your auntie's post office box that you have used. It's not your business. It's not your post office box that you are using. Your auntie's post office box that someone that you are using. There's nothing to you. You are just eh, eh, eh. Church? Church? Listen to me. Let us not be in a hurry. God is tired of hurry. You see people 
for instance, you see that people are co- concerned about things that are flashy, things that look a certain way and so on. No. Don't be moved and be impressed by some of these things. Do think, look, he that is in a hurry, you will one day do something that is wrong. I'm telling you, you'll be tempted to break the rules. You want a, you want a husband, so you want to become a second wife. Oh, don't be a f- Do you think that your face, you see, do you think that your face is nicer? I, I, once saw, I once saw a girl and the way she was talking, she said, look, and I'm more beautiful than her. I'm more beautiful than her. I mean, she knows it. And I'm more beautiful than her. And I'm going there. I'm going there. So, hey, hey. And you know, the way this girl was talking, this is a second wife, either the first or the second wife. And you know, the way she was, I said, oh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. <laughs> you, you are in a way, God will give you your own husband. You don't have to be a second wife after the person has collected gonorrhea from the first wife. Then he's coming to hand over the gonorrhea. Then when he comes to the second wife, he will collect syphilis and herpes simplex type 2 virus and come and give it to you. Ah! Wait, the ability to accept delay. Our time is up. Shall we stand to our feet? <laughs> Hallelujah. We will continue. Lift up your hand to the Lord. Just as the Lord, help me to be patient. Help me to obey you. Help me not to be in a hurry to show myself as something that I am not. To be somewhere that I am not. Help me. Help me to be patient. Help me to be patient. Help me to be patient. Just commit yourself to God. Say, Lord, I will wait like Job waited. Everything that Job had. Job is the example of patience in the Bible. He is a man who did not lack anything when he was dying. Everything, whether it's peace. Whether prosperity, whether health, whether success, life, whatever, he had it. God gave it to him. Just commit yourself to God today today as we close and say, Lord, let it be your will. Your will. Let your will be done. Mama shakatandolo mama. Oh yes, 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 Father. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Oh, we know that you will supply. You will supply. Just lift up your hand and just adore the Lord. Just thank the Lord. Just thank the Lord that he will give you. Bible says he has given us all things, all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Just thank him. Thank him. He's giving you your wedding, your husband, marriage, life, peace, blessing, children, servants, promotion, increase. Deliverance, health, wealth, whatever. He has given it to you. Vindication, justice. God has given it to you. Oh, hallowed be your name, Father. Hallowed be your name. Holy, holy. Lord, you're worthy, Lord. And I'm honored. King of glory. King of
Bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.